0: You don't want to play then I'm getting the heck out of here. I mean, if you're not going to recover great, Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by you, if mm-hmm. the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three-second lane, drive all the way in there without one-man challenging it, then I'm leaving and you guys are going to run till you can't eat supper. Now I'm tired of this bologna. I'm sick and hecking and tired of an 8-10 record. I'm hecking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to heck around this week.
1: Now you may be, but I'm not. <laughs> Welcome to Oh a podcast. Your hosts today are Griffin Most, Jason O., Wyatt Oakers, and absent today is our other co-host, LaRon's daughter. Well, it was our first podcast. We don't know what we're doing yet, sort of.
2: Not to say to you about his last name. All right,
1: um... So we're gonna get started here. Um, so, quick Gopher Sports recap: uh, Your third-ranked women's volleyball team is currently 19 and two overall, um, 13 and 0 in the Big Ten, which is first in the conference. Um, their recent game, they defeated uh, the Wisconsin Badgers on Wednesday uh, on Halloween night in four sets, and was it the first four set? First three? four set game in the Big Ten. They've been three set sweeps all the way through. Yep. So that's crazy, right there. <laughs> But they're still going strong. So go women's volleyball. Uh, their, max, their, their next matchup is against Michigan State uh, tomorrow night, Saturday at home at the Pav.
0: So that should be another three-zero game. I'm hoping.
1: They Get the <laughs>
0: band back in them. Yep. What can't this team? What can that volleyball team do? Honestly.
1: True. Um. What's next. Uh. So men's hockey is currently ranked eighth and tenth, um, depending on the pairwise or ranking system. They're one and one overall. Um, they're coming off a ugly loss, I think, a three and one loss against the longtime rival uh, North Dakota uh, last
2: weekend in Vegas, of all things. Uh, there was a lot of news out of Keith Tuttle, uh, president of the Icebox, saying uh, that we uh, did not show up
0: to Las Vegas. So, <laughs> I mean, they just need fewer penalties, honestly. That,
2: that That's hurt, true. too.
0: That hurt. Yep, but the fan base got to show up for them.
2: So then um, their next
1: series is this weekend, today, and tomorrow against number four-ranked Minnesota State, Mankato. Uh, tonight at home in 3M Arena, Mariucci, and tomorrow night at Mankato State's Verizon Center Arena. But I'm hoping for a 2-0 sweep. But if not, I'll go at 1-1. 2-0. The, the pair-wise wi- pair matters. 2-0. <laughs> for me, at least. Um, next, uh, number two-ranked women's hockey. They're 7-2-1 overall. Five two one 1 in the WCHA, which is first in the conference. Uh, their recent series, they split 1 1 against the Badgers last weekend. Um, their next series against uh, non ranked Bemidji State Beavers tonight and tomorrow at home in Ritter. I think we're still starting two different goalies, though, if I recall.
2: I'm not too concerned about what Yep. So another an eighth national
1: championship maybe <laughs> Brad he's, he's got that on his mind. mind. Yep. All right. Um, next up, uh, the so both men's and women's basketball has not started their season yet, but they will next week. Men's basketball will start next Tuesday, uh, the sixth, at home in Williams versus Omaha. Um, but they did have their exhibition game last night uh, against Minnesota Duluth. Final score being 109-53. to 53. Go for victory right there. Next up, uh, women's basketball. The Lindsey Whalen era begins uh, their season opener versus New Hampshire next Friday, the 9th at home in Williams, which is already sold out. Oh, sold out. And now, we segue to go for football. Um, right now, we have a 4-4 four and four over our record. 1-4 in the Big Ten, which is tied for 5th in the West Division. With We are also tied with Illinois and Nebraska. Um, The Illini are right now sitting at 3 5, 1 4 in the Big Ten.
2: Tied for fifth does sound better than tied for last, Jason. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) True. Um, So we still lead the overall series. And just so you know, um, Illinois was also a charter member, but for some odd reason, we haven't played that many games with them, unlike Wisconsin, Iowa, Western. But we still lead the overall series, thirty-eight to twenty-nine to three. Uh, we're currently in the lead um, with the currently on the three-game win streak from twenty-fifteen till now. Um, but in our last seven meetings, we won the last six or seven. That one loss was when in twenty-fourteen when they went eight and four and went to the uh, Citrus Bowl, which is we should not have lost that game. I didn't realize that Illinois had a good season in the past ten years. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's-
1: Alright, um so first thing we're going to start is about starting quarterback. Uh number two, Richard freshman Tanner Morgan is starting this weekend. Um Zach said who was our starter for half the season, is gonna be backup.
0: I agree. That was a great decision by PJ Fleck. I think you should go with the hot hand. Tanner definitely has that hot hand as he was named Big Ten freshman of the week. Um, he had a very accurate deep ball, and
2: I think that is very important. Let's not just look at him as the hot hand, let's look at it as maybe the bad quarterback between the two. One, Jack Annick said it spent so much of the season in one way or another injured. The Maryland game is what's exactly that.
0: Um, obviously, he should have been playing that game. He hurt the whole game. But... He was definitely not ready. Uh, Tanner just does, does seem a lot more decisive in his throws. Zach kind of just sits in the pocket. I, I don't think he was ready. I think he was thrown into a role maybe he shouldn't have. My opinion has changed. Earlier, I, I did think, did I think at the beginning of the season, Zach was the right choice, but we'll see how the season finishes up. I, I think if Lerons were sitting here, he would agree with me to say that we would have seen
2: Tanner Morgan in that Maryland game. We might have seen Tanner Morgan from there through this point in the season. Why not be talking about the quarterback battle between Zach Amistad and Tanner Morgan?
1: This is for Zach. Oh man. Oh, all right. So, uh, some quick stats line. So I think what's a Tanner is has passed for thirty for forty six, six point two percent of his completions. 151 yards, uh, three TDs, and three interceptions though, and almost was like sacked once. Um, but I have to say though, the interceptions I don't agree with because that one interception he had in Nebraska wasn't his fault when Rashad Bateman turned too early and then bounced off his hands, and then Nebraska picked it up for a touchback.
2: The thing about that is they still record the an interception under the quarterback. They can't record an interception under the wide. Receiver. Yeah. So wide receivers don't get faulted for interceptions. Yeah. What it
1: is. Yep. And then uh Zach Sassline, he's um, passed for 97 to 187, 51.9% of his completions, uh, 1277 yards, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions, and has been sacked 16 times.
2: He's he's been hit a lot. Uh, there's only 17 sacks on this season. That's pretty brutal.
1: But also I think it helped when like when the Beefed up the right side of that offensive
0: line Oh, and Daniel, Daniel Famele. Famele. You know, hey, that, that sucks burning that red shirt, but you, you had to do it for the sake of the quarterback. I agree. Like, I don't
1: like I like Sam Schluter, but it's just that he was giving up too many pressures and plays, and then it just got to Zach quickly. Like Blaze is holding his own, I think, on that Absolutely. side. But when Daniel came in, like that Ohio State game, even though we lost that game, that was a better offensive line
0: People just can't get around him as an absolute unit that he is. I mean, he, he he falls on top of people. He pushes people. There's just not much he can do. doesn't matter how fast his feet move. They're just not going to get around him.
2: I've said it before, and I'll say it again, so I'll say it now. Second most important position on the football field is an offensive lineman. What's the first?
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Um, no, but uh, Zach is on backup, but he's – Backup, but he's still slightly injured. We uh, think is still likely a um, midsection midsection injury when he was internally bleeding at the Nebraska game. Right? Yes,
0: it's still a little bit of the midsection. Um, obviously, the ankle is still kind of there, but you know, if he had to put it be put it in the starting role, it wouldn't be a huge deal. But obviously, with the way Tanner performed, there's really I don't think. A to be there's on there's the, really so. no debate that who should be starting right now. Mm-hmm so th- this will help Zach heal and put him in an even better spot as a
1: backup. Yep. Um, to move on, let's take a look at the Illini. Um, Griffin and I, we're just not good to mention any stat lines, like rankings, because we won't, once we say something, we think we'll lose this game. So first thing we'll mention, so the Illini's defensive coordinator, uh, Hardy Nickerson, has resigned earlier this week citing health reasons, and so the defensive play calling will be taken over by head coach Levy Smith this Saturday, and probably possibly for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, this, um, this came up after he gave up over 700 yards, though, to a Maryland team that is pretty inconsistent, but so they, they have reasons. shown, I mean, there's probably health, personal reasons <coughs> in there, but you know Maryland obviously isn't by any means prolific. They
1: just rolled but, them across the field, I you know, think.
0: Matt Canada will drag that team to a bowl game.
2: I think. And, I think so.
0: And we, we, we will see how that pans out, but I don't see right now how you can't not name Matt Canada their permanent head coach. No, like after this season, I
1: think if he's not their head coach, I'm like has
0: made a dumb decision. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> like and we see, we see the decision they made just a couple of days ago. Also, he's been. We're getting off track now, but Matt Canada hasn't had a head coaching gig ever. Like, he's been an O.C. Remember, he's been, he was an O.C. for P.J. Fleck back in Northern Illinois back then when P.J. was a player, went on to other O.C. and, and um, assistant coach gigs, but never played, or that was never, not, not played, but was never uh, a head coach. So that surprised me. And he's like,
2: it's his time. Yeah. He's low to go this season. And, uh, he might make Maryland a little bit of a threat. That's why we
1: need another threat. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's that, and then their best defensive players, I think, what was it? Um, so defensive end, Bobby Roundtree, he's a sophomore. He's one of the – essentially, one of the best uh, pass rushers. Um,
0: what was his step? I'm trying to find that. I mean, we could talk stats all day, but – the fact is... The fact is Griffin doesn't care about the numbers. I, I, you know, that, uh, that is important. Starting, uh, and the if, if you're ranked 127th out of 129 FPS teams in total defense, you have a problem. Hey, Griffin, can you tell me what 127 and 129 are? Uh, let's see. You mean 128 and 129? No, you said 127. Yeah, yeah in line line
2: there 127.
0: Yeah. yeah I just what, what, what are 127 and
2: 129 um, numbers? I believe it's Oregon State. Those are those are numbers, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me I can't have my numbers. Just throw out some fucking numbers.
1: And then um, in their linebacking core, they one of the best linebackers is Deshaun Phillips, who again is one of the better. With Groundtree Tree, and Phillips, is like one of the only best pass rushers and stuff like that. Because their linebacking core hasn't been doing great, and their um, secondary is very green. They're being led by, um, what was it, Stanley Green, Jr., and a uh, free safety over there. So not so great for the Allianz defense this year. But what is looking okay
0: is they're recruiting. They have two top 100 recruits right now, currently committed, Isaiah Williams and Marquez Beason, quarterback and wide receiver, respectively, and they all have huge offers from other Power 5 conference schools. And Illinois is one of those places where a lot of freshmen, um, you can play early and you can play often. Not a lot of programs that can guarantee that start right away. So I think, I mean, we've been saying this for years, but patience. But we'll see again how it pans out over time.
1: Think that My question is, even over we're Gopher fans, because, uh, you know, we've been through, like, the Gopher's has been great in terms of, like, coaching, like, you know, culture, sustainability, I look at Lovey, this is like, what, his third year there as head coach, mm-hmm. do you think Alana fans have the patience with him at
2: this moment after this year? Uh, I don't think Alana fans do. No, I don't believe they do I get, I get the feeling that the um, athletics department there might have a little bit more patience with Lovey than the fans want them to. Oh, absolutely.
0: I think Lovey might stick around. I mean, he's, he signed a six-year, twenty-one million dollar deal, I believe, a couple years back. Oh, he did. Yeah, so I think their their AD definitely has faith in him, but I don't think the fans do. I mean, he went. He's been eight and twenty-four overall, something like that since he's been there. Three and twenty in the Big Ten. I mean, the results just aren't showing. Hey, but he's, he's getting wins against Rutgers. <laughs> the important thing. The right? one Big Ten win <laughs> that they have.
1: Then again our only Big Ten winners against Indiana.
0: Better than Illinois.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, But uh, back with the Illini, their offense, um, in terms of their depth, looks like their starting quarterback would be A.J. Bush. Um, He's a senior. He's a grad transfer to the Illini. Um, But at the Maryland game last weekend, they started freshman M.J. Rivers, who got hurt with a concussion. Um, and was, was in a really bad spot yeah but the thing with Bush is that he is the more runner than
2: passer kind of quarterback though when you have a two quarterback system like Illinois appears to have one of your quarterbacks goes down I don't do you feel comfortable putting in your third string guy Ooh, like, Matthew Robinson is the name that I've got here
1: I don't know who he is <laughs> <laughs> you
2: didn't even look him up would you rather have A.J. Bush throw those passes that maybe he's not as comfortable with and change
0: your offense? Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw how A.J. Martinez ran against the goal of That, defense. Yeah. So if you put That's Bush in I mean, there and you go, go up against our defense, they might as well just, just run the ball. Uh, just take the game. ball up the middle. Mm-hmm. We saw how many 70-plus yard runs in that Nebraska game? Martinez, Ziegfeld. Fieldman probably. And
2: I mean, they've got three running backs here that are all viable.
1: Yeah. Um, but it looks like they're probably two though, because uh Mike Epstein, their second running back, might be out with injury. He got yeah. hurt before Maryland was
2: out for that game. They've ball. still got Corbin. Corbin yeah. can still take the ball. Um, I don't so. know a whole lot about him, but yeah, we don't know Let's hope um, that that limits the amount that they can actually
1: grow. So then, to move on, because now we just talked about both the Gophers and the Illini, like, let's think of keys for the Gophers to win, and also not let a meltdown, like, what happened in the fourth quarter, quarter of Indiana. happen again. Like, What are your key takeaways for us to win?
0: Well, the Gophers have always been very good in time of possession, so as long as we can keep running the ball, uh, have some very creative play calling. He's, uh, you see the Wildcat all the time. He's Seth Green. Um, or yeah, yeah, the sweet flickers. Yeah, those sleep flickers. As long as we can eat up the clock, um, our points allowed per game is much lower. And we score just a couple more points per game on average for Illinois. So as long as we can keep running the ball and have an okay passing attack, we should be just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big things here,
2: my takeaways are win the turnover battle. 70%. gotta start winning the turnover
1: battle because i think indiana recovered three of our fumbles of five that we made that rainy game and well, then one interception
2: illinois on their season is winning the turnover battle yeah somehow they're three and five in we're four and four even though we're losing our turnover battle but if we can take this opportunity sort of turn that around and get headed in the right direction we might we might show up for the rest of the season. And then, obviously, winning the field position battle, I think. Obviously, turnovers. Your boy, play Jacob play. Herbers, right? boy, Jacob Herbert's right? boy, Jacob Herbert's though. 41.5 yards a punt. And that special teams unit is holding the net average to 41.16 yards a punt. That's less than half a yard a return. Really impressive as compared to Illinois. They have about a five-yard gap between punt distance and net average.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, is since you guys mentioned, especially with, like, you know, why social teams and like Griffin offense, my thing is the defense. Like, Carter Coughlin, Blake Cashman, one of our, like, tackle leaders right there. Of course, we have uh,
0: – Nine sacks for Coughlin.
1: Yeah, and then also that defensive line with being anchored by O.J. Smith. I'm not sure if he's playing, though. He was injured the last game. And Royal Silver. If They'll be crucial, um, but the, my concern again is defense. Like, can because I don't know why, but Ross Smith has been inconsistent throughout the season. Like, yeah. I think he should not get comfortable with his job yet because, like, after that Nebraska game, fans were calling for his firing. I and, mean, there was an abysmal. Performance. Yeah. Let's look at the fourth quarter of the Indiana game. Yeah. Like, what but happened there? Give up. Until like. Many points. Until, well, until twenty-two. Oh. So two crucial plays when Blake Cashman ran through that hole, and on three, third and one, this tackle that running back for a loss of five yards, and then Blake Cashman being our best pass rusher, this comes around with a strip sack, and then we recover the fumble and then just need, just need the ball and then won the game from there. So,
0: so do we see Tyler Johnson having another 100-yard game? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, saying, right, is. I'm saying yes.
0: Evander is in
2: terms of in terms of his injury. I know he got hurt last week. It was a hamstring, um, I think. It's, then it depends on where that hamstring is. Um, obviously, we have other options that we can go to first. If Tyler's not hundred percent, and if we're not going to Tyler consistently, that hundred yard game might not happen. But then again, I what I
1: like about this year's uh, wide receiver court compared to last year was that it was just Tyler. <laughs> And now this year, Rashad Babin, being a true freshman, he was a four-star when we recruited him last year. Um, he is awesome. Like, even though that Maryland game, we lost that game. There were some good plays. And then, of course, throughout the season, he's been good. And that 67-cold-blooded touchdown from Tanner Morgan to Rashad Babin was just great.
2: What I like this the, year about the receiving man. core is uh, that it's not Connor Roda and Danbury <laughs> Croft throwing the football to Zach Anistad and Tan Morgan, and they're much better pure quarterbacks. I think they, they all just do.
0: bond well. I mean, like you see the way they're like, you get a touchdown, and they go over and support each other. Tomlin Bell, Tyler, Rashad, Demetrius Douglas, they're all there. Uh, I haven't seen a tighter knit by the season in in a long time, mostly maybe because we haven't had some standout receivers. Yeah, because I think when we
1: came here as students, I think – our first year, KJ May was a senior. It was a senior yep. that year. After that, it was just Drew Altarski, and then a little bit from Rashad still. And then, well, of course, Drew Altarski is trying to get in the NFL and KJ May. And then um, still transferred out of the program after the first year with PJ. So, you know, there has been much in terms of, like, a receiver core. But before, like, we mentioned already two names, Johnson and Rashad Hayden. But you like, forget this Chris Oppenbell mm-hmm. who came back from injury. He's, he's been getting better better every game, and Demetrius Douglas, who's now a wide receiver but also our return returner because uh, Rodney and Antoine are out, and he's been
2: doing fantastic. Well, let's not forget about Seth Green. And Seth Green, wow, Seth wildcat. Green is technically listed as a wide receiver, but he's kind of doing it
0: all. I, I thought that room moving him tight end. So. That's that surprising. was that was
1: the case at spring ball. Like I saw, I was at one of the spring practices. Yeah. I saw uh, Seth Green with the tight ends, like Cole Keefe and mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Witham just, like, doing blocks, and then all of a sudden, like, when we come in the season, it's like, wait, he's listed as wide receiver, and then that uh, Wildcat at the first season he's game just too athletic to
2: not have doing something like that. I totally agree. My question is, can he, can he, how much can he throw the football, and can we get him to throw the football more, especially this week, well, we're pretty sure we
0: got him. Well, let's see what Kirk draws up. Kirk, Chiracca. can't can't really give an accurate representation when he's only thrown a couple times this year. One of them being a touchdown against President State, and being an interception. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brutal. if you Good want to pass, you can do that. If you want to run, you can do that. Like the dude can do anything. Like why is that half running. And shout out to Tanner Morgan because he was our first 300-yard passer. Since October of 2015. The Mitch Lighter era. The Mitch Lighter era?
1: But that was the I game. <laughs> but it was the Michigan game. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of that game because
2: like. Oh, God, that's the Mitch. Why? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that in this podcast. <laughs> a good performance is a good performance. Yeah, but it, that, that did not win well, the game, uh, though. Mitch Leiter put up a good performance, but what about. What uh, about. The last time coach Tracy Plays. Wait, I mean, no, that was. At, at least he could run a defense. That wasn't 10 seconds. That was like
1: two minutes just standing around doing nothing. Sorry, uh, that was 10 seconds of actual football.
2: Uh, two minutes
1: of uh, game time. And they had to throw the ball into the end zone rather than run it again, get a touchdown. Uh, no, because you, you guys remember that. They're just standing there doing nothing like that not in the huddle, not getting a play call in. And they just stood there, wasted their eight o'clock. Eight the like, they do know they just ran inbounds, so and then the clock just ticks, ticks,
2: ticks, ticks. And then. Yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, sorry for the Anyway, fans. let's just
2: end that. End that let's end tangent. that a little tangent.
1: Yeah. And uh, move on to something move else, on. a bit <laughs> more <laughs> positive. <laughs> yeah, so for all uh, our fans, just don't mention that Michigan game. It be fine. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, so we're going to our next segment here. So we don't know what to talk about now since we just ended on that bad note. Um,
2: Let's have some hot takes, though. Oh, God, give me your hot takes. All
1: right, uh, DJ Durkin. So we were talking about uh, Matt Canada. like He should be the next high coach because DJ Durkin got reinstated on Tuesday and then got fired on Wednesday.
2: I, before today, didn't know that DJ Durkin was <laughs> fired. Um, I'm going to be honest about that. I... Was completely clueless, but uh, probably the right call. Um, hopefully Canada steps in and takes that job. I don't think it's that odd to take to say that Matt Canada has kind of earned that job over the course of this season. He's got some. He's got some big wins. You got Texas. He absolutely stumped us. And the Illini. But again,
1: I but the thing is, I see where Matt Canada what. I did not see Durkin, so Durkin had inconsistency when they played, like in every, like the last, three, two, last two, three seasons of Maryland. But when you look at Matt Canada, yes, they are inconsistent this year, but not to the level that we've seen them be inconsistent. I
2: that, Does that make sense? What I don't think it's entirely on the coaching either. I don't think it's entirely Matt Cannon's fault that this team is inconsistent. I think that there's some inconsistency in what the players are doing. And you can't always blame
1: everything on the head of the coach. Mm-hmm. So that's our hot take. Matt Cain is going to be the next uh, head coach of Maryland. Move take. <laughs> <laughs> um, next take is, I think Urban Meyer is going keep his job at Ohio State. Um, I don't see that as a How is that hot, at, no, all? That's no, hot that's
2: at all? No, that's not That's ice cold. <laughs> no, it's
1: ice cold, but the reason I bring that up is because um, he just – there was a news article from Yahoo uh, Sports that they did about um, his health issues because he has um, a constant cyst, I think he was diagnosed with, like twenty years. That was why he was forcibly retired from coaching in Florida, and then he's like, that's when he retired. And then he came back like months later, like, oh, I signed my contract. I'm going to Columbus for to coach the, the Ohio State. Uh,
2: Okay, remember more when, all, what's, when what's Florida, was yeah. man, Florida was consistently good. Yeah. Urban My Area when Florida right was consistently good now. Where's where's where Florida at in the SEC? Low. I know they're doing, Low. Well. Low. they're doing well. They're doing well. They actually are. Uh, I just don't want to see do well. That's nice. Low. <laughs> <laughs> they did lose to Georgia this past week.
1: True. Georgia. Pretty But game? oh I also recall with Florida, uh, one of our offensive line recruits, Curtis Dunlap Jr., he was one of our highest ranked uh, um, recruits. He was initially uh, committed to Florida, and then he decommitted and came to us with the help of a certain Zach instead and Daniel Farley, dude. Daniel way.
2: second most important position on the football Cause, field.
1: Because all three, like, again, like all three of them were on the same high school team. I, I, the academy in Florida too. So like. Maybe he didn't really want to throw the ball. Roll the ball, Scottie i Go go first. You guys got any other hot takes?
0: Should Ron Smith be fired? Should Ron Smith be fired? I'm, the jury's still out for me on
2: that one. I know you're going to say yes. Yes. And I know you're going to probably say yes.
1: I'm saying wait till the end of the season. And I
2: know if LaRondes was here, LaRondes would say that he should have been fired at the end of last year because Laurent has the spiciest things. <laughs> <laughs> I just think. I think the jury's still out. I think I think wait till the end of the season, see where see how they feel at that point is
0: probably the smart way to do it. I mean, realistically, you you come into Big Ten conference play and you give up however many yards to Maryland. If you can't fix it, like at least make it a little bit better. I feel but then like in Nebraska was, I, was like abysmal, yeah. right? But in a conference that wants to run the damn ball all the time. Full balls about the ball up the middle, and what have we had? Swiss cheese. Gotta shore up that defensive tackle position.
1: No, but That's I'm saying really trouble for us. So my hot take is he'll get fired, but it's not gonna be during the season. It's gonna be after, after PJ and the staff evaluates what went wrong. Can it be fixed? And then go PJ home.
0: doesn't want coaching changes. Like he he's wants to stick with Rob Smith, but again it's just if smith can not do it smith can't do it came from arkansas arkansas not doing so well right now
1: arkansas well. yeah except that one season when he had like a really good scene
2: Uh well the one season where ryan Mallow was throwing the football back in <laughs> i don't know 2010 whatever year that was
1: all right uh let's take one more hot take and then we gotta wrap this up
0: that You got one? Um,
2: you want to talk about the Big Ten West? No.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who you got winning the Big Ten West, Jeff? Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. I think mean, it's a little bit spicy. What? I think mean, it's a little bit of a spicy take. Northwestern winning the West? You we want we Wisconsin? They got some grit. The players got grit. Where's Iowa City? So Where's Iowa City so in the Big Ten West? Pretty high up. They've been real quiet. 17th, maybe? They, they, lost, they lost Wisconsin, but what's that I don't know if I'm
0: over here. I, mean, I was I just, defense has stepped up. Anthony Nelson has six and a half sacks. I He's bet they still in had ten. a game against Northwestern, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was uh, one of those, two. If you would have asked me to be in the season, I would not have said.
2: You would ask me if you need a season average of
0: Wisconsin hands
2: down. Really? Uh, you, you're asking me now, I think uh, Wisconsin might be in a little bit of hot water there.
1: Yeah.
2: <coughs> so,
1: Big Ten West. So, here's the Big Ten West. So, Northwestern's first, next is Wisconsin, third is Iowa, fourth is Purdue, and then fifth is Nebraska, Minnesota, and Illinois.
2: Well, Purdue's. Purdue's getting themselves in trouble they're losing games that they just shouldn't be losing
1: but then somehow beat the Ohio state, fourth ranked ohio state at the time
0: well we have a player like rondell Moore. producer should do some damn produce
1: what four and four four and four um they're
2: three and two in the big time produce four and four and their record is absolutely not where it should be they should have at least two more wins
0: So commit personal that I believe inside a minute. <laughs> yeah,
2: because like
1: I remember the first three games of the season, um, Purdue, like they like they no they were zero three in the beginning of the season.
2: Yep. Should they have lost to Northwestern?
0: Wasn't Northwestern zero no. three in the
2: beginning of the season too? No, because Northwestern beat them. So it's one and two. So one Northwestern and two. Northwestern lost all of its non-conference games. Yep.
0: And so
2: I believe Northwestern hasn't lost in the Big Ten yet. Nope, they lost one game. Oh, they lost to
1: Michigan, didn't they? Michigan. So they're five and one, but they're still leading the Big Ten West I by like two games against Oklahoma Wisconsin.
2: Northwestern has a serious chance to win the Big Ten West. It's just a matter of they've got Iowa on the schedule at some point. Mm-hmm. If they can take down Iowa, they're in a really good spot.
1: And also, here's the next since we just talked about the West, the East, Michigan's five and zero oh, in the Big Ten play.
2: Michigan's only losses against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been a really good football team.
1: Mm-hmm. Because Ohio State's now 4-1 because of that loss to Purdue.
2: I
0: think Michigan's defense is actually ranked. Michigan's uh, got a... What, easily top five. I, I, they might be number one.
2: Jim Harbaugh's got a really good football team about four years coming after coming into this program. Um, you don't want to start so O'Forn again? <laughs> <laughs> no. I... I'm mean, so not sold on Jim Harbaugh just because it's his fourth season. He's in a contract year, I believe. But then again, he's been here for years. He's got all his guys in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, either because he wanted them to stay for that year or because he actually recruited them in. So,
1: so we just talked, wrapped up with our East and West division. So just... Just our predictions, no, no discussion. Just to wrap things up for this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's going to be who's going to be the, who's go, the two teams who are see in the Big Ten championship? I'll say mine first if you guys want time. I'm yeah. saying Michigan and Northwestern where we're currently sitting in the season.
2: How far back is Iowa?
1: They're 3-2 and two right now. They're two teams behind uh, Northwestern. <laughs> and
2: Wisconsin's basically the same? Yep.
1: I right know. I'm calling it. There's gonna be no red teams in the Big Ten Conference uh, championship. It, it
2: comes down to who wins Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, who wins Northwestern Iowa. That's really what it comes down to. Here's the thing. I don't want explanation. I need who's your two teams? We gotta wrap this up. If I have to pick <laughs> now, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Michigan Iowa. Okay. Give me Michigan Iowa. All right. I
0: was gonna say Michigan and Iowa as well.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Here's, I did say Northwestern earlier, but... Here's a fun one. I want to throw this
2: out. I think Gophers getting six. You just sold Northwestern really high. Northwestern is uh, win six for me.
1: So I'm thinking... You may hate me for a So I'm saying we win the next three or four games.
2: You're giving us three of four. And next. Sorry. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. The last four games we had left in the season. Oh. I'm saying we're winning three of those four games.
2: We're, nah. <laughs> you, Whoa. Think, you think no? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of this room! <laughs> you think we're going four and oh in the last four games? I think we're going one and three. Really? I think we're taking Illinois and then we're getting it from Purdue, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Okay. Well, I these, went, are, these are teams that have been very good football teams
0: most of the season. I'm gonna call six and six. I'm gonna say they're gonna we, take we be. obviously Illinois. And then Northwestern. You think we're taking Northwestern? I think we're taking Northwestern.
2: I think if we take Northwestern, that's Iowa's best chance to get into the Big Ten championship Ooh. game. Um, I think Honestly, at this point, I'm not sure Northwestern or Purdue is right. more
0: reasonable. That's the big problem. I see us taking Northwestern because we both been dominant at home. It seems like the Gophers don't know how to play on the road.
2: I'll be the I'll be the pessimist this week. I'll say we're five and seven. But would you be
1: okay with we're five and seven but one to X? Absolutely. Oh, I'll take a, a I'll take one the X. How is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, folks. So. You'll hear, we all agree that if we did not go bowling, but we won the axe, we're okay. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> all right, That's so. That's
2: the only trophy I need.
1: <laughs> I'd like to thank you for everyone for tuning into the first ever episode of Oak, a podcast featuring myself, your host Jason L, along with Wyatt Oakers and Griffin Most. And hopefully next time we can get LaRon's here and get his hot takes and input for this podcast.
0: Man, that boy's spicy. He's with us in spirit.
1: He is with us in spirit. Um, get that GoPro. Yeah, yep. there we go. He's right there. All right. So thank you for tuning with us. We'll be doing maybe another episode next week for the uh, Purdue matchup. But we'll see you guys next time.